Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Journey Journal with me, your host, Oscar Camejo. Now, if this is your first time tuning in, The Journey Journal is actually a spinoff of the main podcast, the Beating Diabetes Lifestyle Podcast. What's the whole premise of this podcast? Well, it's to help diabetics make lifestyle changes to reverse type 2 diabetes. The Journey Journal is published every week on Mondays, so it's important for us to have practical tools and resources to help us along the journey. So are you overweight and either have prediabetes or type 2 diabetes and you're really wanting to lose weight so you can reverse type 2 diabetes? Maybe you've been going through a really tough time and you've been trying all kinds of things and things just seem to not be working. Well, listen, I want you to stick around because in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about how I prepared for weight loss success in order to change my life. And also, we're going to talk about ways how you can make your journey a success and less complicated because listen, I don't believe our journey toward good health should be so complicated. Why do people make it so complicated? It doesn't make sense. So stick around to hear the rest of this episode. Before we get into this week's short episode, here's some celebrity trivia you might find interesting. This comedian, actress, author, and former co-host of the daytime TV show, The View, was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes back in 2007. Her diagnosis came years after ignoring her doctor's warnings that she had pre-diabetes. Can you guess who that celebrity is? I'll give you a hint. She wrote a book about her journey towards beating diabetes. Who do you think that was? If you guess Sherry Shepard, you are correct. Yes, so Sherry is now an advocate for diabetes awareness. So big shout out to Sherry for turning things around and making a difference by helping others turn their lives around as well. So let's get into today's episode. Have you ever heard this statement that success doesn't come overnight? Well, it's true, at least not lasting success. The thing is, when it comes to type 2 diabetes, it didn't develop overnight. It happened over time. So let me give you an illustration. You know, when you get ready to move to a new home, whether it's an apartment or a brand new house, you know, you get excited. But that move requires preparation. So you have a destination in mind, whether you're moving across the state, if you're moving across town, if you're even moving to another part of your complex, there's a destination that you have in mind. Now, with any type of move and relocation, there's a lot of planning that has to be involved, right? So you assess the cost. How much is it going to cost me to move if I have to upgrade? Going into a new city, going into this new house, what is it going to cost? After you've assessed the cost, you know, you prepare by putting money away. Maybe you've already started putting money away in preparation for that move. And then it's time to start packing. Once you've already decided where you're going to go, where you're going to be, where you're going to live, and you've assessed the cost, you start packing. And a lot of times that packing involves 
cleaning up and getting rid of a lot of old stuff and a lot of junk that maybe you've accumulated over the years. You start decluttering your life and you start getting rid of those things that are no longer important for where you're going. And then guess what? Moving day happens. It shows up. It's time to go ahead and now start packing the moving truck. Maybe you have movers to help you or you're going at it alone or maybe just you and a handful of people. But it's time for you to reshift your thinking because you're getting ready to leave that old home, that old place of residence. You see, your focus is no longer on where you are leaving, but is now on where you are going. You can't wait to move. You can't wait to get out of that old house. Now, you probably know where I'm going with this. That old house represents your current body, right? And your size, your health condition as it is now with dealing with type 2 diabetes and maybe some other uh, underlying issues. But you can't wait. Just like when you're moving, you can't wait to be in that new house, in that new home. So I want you to use that same mentality when it's time to move out of your current way of living. I want you to have that mentality that, you know what? I am preparing myself to go to the next level when it comes to my health. Listen, when I was 268 pounds, I had to prepare my life for the success that I wanted. I had to prepare for weight loss. I couldn't just magically assume that it was going to happen. I had to prepare for success. So I've heard it said that we don't wait for success. We prepare for success. Now, let's, let me rewind for a second. When I came home from the hospital, this is August 2020, I was on a mission. You see, I had never been hospitalized before as an adult. Never. And see, here's the thing. I was determined not to go back to that hospital because my hospital experience, folks, let me tell you, it was not pleasant. You're talking about being newly diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. You're finding this out in the hospital. I'm thinking about my friends who passed away, who went to the hospital. Some never made it out because they passed away because of type 2 diabetes. They didn't even know they had it. It had gotten that bad. So here I was in the hospital dealing with this high blood pressure plus type 2 diabetes other stuff was going on and I was uncomfortable in the hospital. I mean, the smell was getting to me. The bed was uncomfortable. I just felt trapped in that box. It was cold. And I I just, I'm not the type of person that likes to sit still, let alone just lay down in one spot for hours. And I had to really think over my life. I had to really contemplate, where do I go from here? So that's when I started to educate myself on type 2 diabetes and the cause. I started to learn about medications that they were giving me and recommended that I started taking. I had very little information on nutrition and food. You know, uh, I had access to the Internet, so I was doing some research while I was in the hospital. I was reading all the literature that they gave me at the hospital. But my focus at that time was on the medication, like, okay, what is this medication supposed to do? What are the side effects and all this other stuff? 
So I had to go to school, folks. I had to learn and learn. If you know anything about me, I'm a sponge for education. So especially with this new situation that I was going through, I had to learn. So even the first book I bought was the diabetes cookbook. I started learning how to cook. What foods could I eat and should I not eat? So I came across his book, the diabetes cookbook. It's over 300 recipes for healthy living. And man, that book has anything from um, breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, you name it. It had all kinds of stuff in it. So listen, the more I learned, the more I started making adjustments along the way. Now, just like preparing for my weight loss at that time, I was I was really focused on, okay, how do I live with this thing called diabetes? I didn't even understand anything about reversing type two diabetes at the time. My thing was, okay, how do I live this? What is my life going to be like from now on? And then I started hearing about, you know, it's important to lose weight because then you want to bring your blood sugars down. You want to bring your A1C down. It's that preparation. See, I was preparing my mindset for where I wanted to go. I knew that I never wanted to go back to that hospital again. I knew that it was going to be up to me to turn my life around. My doctor couldn't do it for me. No one else couldn't do it for me. My family couldn't do it for me. I had to make the changes for myself. So now looking back, I realized that there was four areas that I really had to change. That was my mindset, my food, my exercise, and my relationships. See, I had to really rethink how I was thinking about myself. I had to look at what was going on, what causes onset of type 2 diabetes. It was my eating. And then my lack of exercise, my lack of adequate exercise. And then it didn't help that I was in an environment where I did not have the support that I needed. So now what about you? Now, here's some ways to make your journey toward good health less complicated. Because see, at the end of the day, you're on your journey. You know where you are, whether you have prediabetes or type 2 diabetes. Maybe you recently heard about the diagnosis Maybe it's been a while, it's been a couple of years, and now you're deciding, hey, it's time for me to change. So here's some practical things that I recommend you do to start turning your journey into a journey of success so that you can live a fit, focused, and healthy lifestyle. Number one, like what I had to do, I want you to begin changing your mindset about yourself. Number two, change your relationship with food. Number three, Begin or improve your exercise routine. Number four, reevaluate your circle of influence. Now, let me go through these. Number one, again, change your mindset about yourself. I want you to get rid of that mentality that says I can't or it's too hard or it's been too difficult. I want you to turn all that around, turn that mindset around and start thinking that I can. And yes, it's doable. Yes, I can lose weight. Yes, it's doable for me to reverse my situation and transform my lifestyle. Yes, I can overcome inflammation. Yes, I can overcome high blood pressure. And yes, I can reverse type 2 diabetes. You see, there's something about the power of words 
There's something about changing your mentality and how you speak about yourself and how you speak to yourself. You see, your whole life, you may have been a certain size and people may have picked on you. You may have had people close to you who've just really been negative and have spoken negative things about you. And then you started taking on that same mentality. Well, I want you to control what goes in your ears and out of your mouth. You can't stop other people from thinking the way that they think about you, but you definitely can stop the way you think about yourself and reverse negative thinking and reverse how you speak about yourself. So start speaking positively about yourself on a day-to-day basis. You may have to develop some positive affirmations that you write out, you know, write 21 affirmations, you know, that you can just say on a day-to-day basis. Maybe it's 31 affirmations. You name it, write out as many as you can. Stick it all around your house, wherever, on the refrigerator, on the mirror, in the bathroom, no matter where you go, at your office, in the car, and start speaking positively about yourself. Because listen, the mind is a battlefield, and we win and lose on that battlefield. Now, number two, I want you to change your relationship with food. You know, we hear about comfort food. As babies, we learn that food brings comfort. Think about it. When babies cry, they cry because they're hungry. And then when they get milk from mom or they get uh, the baby formula, they stop crying. So there's that association. There's that psychological and there's that physical or physiological association with food. Food brings comfort. So imagine going through our whole life with that relationship with food that, hey, if I'm sad, if I'm angry, if I'm upset, if I went through a a breakup, if I'm having a tough time, what do we normally turn to? Food. So now we want to change that. We don't want to turn to food to find comfort. We don't want to have and maintain that habit of using food for comfort. We don't need food to feel better about ourselves. That's just something that we've developed. That's a construct that we've developed from when we were a kid. So we want to turn that around. We want to look at food now as fuel. That's all it is. Food is for fuel and survival. It's not for comfort. That piece of cheesecake, that donut, we don't eat that to feel good. We shouldn't. We don't drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol, but we don't want to turn to alcohol to feel good. We don't want to turn to any other beverage to feel good about ourselves. No, because at the end of the day, we're not satisfied because, you know, like babies, they still want more. After a while, they want more. There's that craving. So if you want to get rid of your sugar addiction, your food addiction, We have to start changing our relationship with food. Number three, begin or improve your exercise routine. I mean, you probably heard this before. You got to exercise more. You got to have a routine. You have to make it a habit. That's very simple, but it's true. That's what I had to do. I had to stop going into the gym haphazardly with no plan, with no structure. And I had to go in there with a plan. Regular day-to-day movement of at least 30 minutes, doing it with intention is very critical 
to losing weight. You see, I want you to find a workout regimen that you can follow and finish. See, don't go in there trying to be superwoman or superman, trying to lift all these heavy weights when you haven't mastered, you know, basic movements and techniques. It takes time, folks. It doesn't happen overnight. I want you to develop a routine where you get your cardio in and you build muscle. You see, so don't just only do cardio and not consider the fact that, hey, your muscles need to be developed because even as you age, your muscles may not be as strong as they were when you were younger. That's why we want to keep developing our muscles, because believe it or not, people say, OK, well, uh, fat and five pounds of fat and five pounds of a muscle weigh the, uh, weigh the same. It's true. They weigh the same because it's five pounds. However, fat takes up more physical space than muscle. So as you work out and you start burning fat, that's the key, burning fat. You build muscle, get your muscles stronger, and you reduce fat. Muscle takes up less physical space in the body than fat does. So keep that in mind as you begin your workout regimen. And of course, you know, daily, going back to daily daily eating and controlling and understanding your relationship with food. Once you start working those two together, your food and your exercise, you're going to start now wanting to eat better food anyway that's going to contribute to your physical exercise, getting more protein, getting healthy fats, and fiber in your body on a day-to-day basis, trust me, is going to work wonders. Listen, I lost over 80-something pounds doing exactly what I'm telling you to do, so I know it works. I didn't go on a fad. I didn't go on some special diet. I changed my relationship with food. I changed my exercise routine. And to this day, over one year later, I still maintain the same workout regimen. Lastly, number four, I want you to reevaluate your circle of influence. Now I'm talking about your relationships because you see relationships impact how we live. Think about it. That old saying, I'll tell you who you are by the company that you keep. Remember that? So if we hang around with foolish people, (laughs) we start acting a fool, right? If we hang around with people who don't care about their health and eating healthy and making healthy choices. I mean, what do you think is going to happen with our decisions when it comes to food? So we don't want to keep being influenced by our circle. We want to influence the circle. And I know, I know sometimes we get around, you know, our friends and family, it's the holidays and, and, you know, we start social eating because that's what we do, whether it's the cookouts during the summer or Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas. I mean, we're social creatures. We're supposed to socialize, you know, with family. You know, we're supposed to maintain that connection. Connection to other human beings is good. However, we have to reevaluate our connections. If you are connected with people who make fun of your journey, who talk negatively about you and telling you and reminding you, oh man, you're big. You're always going to be big. Oh, you're not going to lose weight. You know, we're going to have to draw the line, folks. Trust me. We're going to have to draw the line. And yeah, 
that doesn't mean you stop hanging out with folks. You just have to stop allowing what people say to influence you and the decisions that you make concerning your life and what you put in your body. That's just how that works, folks. So as I get ready to close, I have a gift for you. You know, I know sometimes it gets hard when it comes down to going grocery shopping and you're like, okay, what do I need to eat? What do I need to buy? Well, one of the first things I always tell people to do is increase your vegetables and increase your fruit intake. Because, you know, especially if you have a sugar addiction and sugar cravings and you're not used to getting, you know, healthy nutrients in your body, it I say start with fruits and vegetables. Now, I know with some people who who like to eat uh, certain proteins like chicken or fish or whatnot, it may be tough for you to make that switch when it comes to fried foods and uh, other unhealthy ways that foods are prepared. So I say, okay, before we get into the meats, let's talk about the fruits and veggies. So I created this free resource that I want you to download. All you have to do is go to www.beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com forward slash grocery list. And I'll leave the link in the description of this show so that you can have access to it. But just go ahead, go on the website, download it. It's free for you to use. I want you to take it with you to the grocery store. You can even download it to your phone and and uh, walk through the grocery store with this. It's basically a checklist to make sure you are getting the proper foods as part of your grocery shopping. So take advantage of that, okay? Lastly, here are my final thoughts for this week. I want you to start packing today to begin living the healthy lifestyle you've been longing for. Remember we talked about packing and moving into this new house? I don't want you to wait till you move into the new house or move into that lifestyle to begin acting like you already own the house that you already own that lifestyle. I want you to start living like it right now. You already got the destination in mind. That destination is healthy living and reversing type 2 diabetes. I want you to start living like you already have reversed type 2 diabetes, like you already live a healthy lifestyle. So that's going to take changing your mindset. Remember I told you about that earlier? is already thinking positively about yourself and where you are. Start living like it. Start living like the new you today. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for the new you to show up before you can start living like you've already been transformed. Type 2 diabetes is not the end, my friend. Listen, today is the first day that begins the rest of your life. So start packing Start living like you have already won because you can win, but it starts with winning in the battlefield of your mind. As always, stay focused, keep moving, never go back. Trust God, you got this. I believe in you. Be sure to visit the website at www.beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com for access to free resources and other information that will help you along your journey. 
If you would like to submit a question or a comment about the show or to learn more about the beating diabetes lifestyle, you can always email me at hello at beatingdiabeteslifestyle.com. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Beating Diabetes podcast with Oscar Camejo. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, this podcast is intended for motivational and educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional care by a physician or other healthcare professional or qualified fitness instructor. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or professional advice or services. If you're looking for help on your journey, seek a qualified medical practitioner. It's important that you utilize someone who is a trained, licensed healthcare professional who can help you on your journey toward good health.